Hello and welcome to the FitPro Mindset Podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm your host. So as you know, as a FitPro, that when it comes to achieving your fitness goals, your mindset is like the ultimate determinant of your success. And that is the same in business as well. Physical results will only follow mental training. So when you get your mindset locked down, you're well on your way to success. And that's what I hope to do in this podcast. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and it's really, really great to be here with you on another podcast episode. And today, what I want to guide you through is just some things that might be holding you back as a personal trainer or as a fit pro in growing your business. Because for me, the biggest obstacle in my former PT business, it wasn't time and it wasn't money and it wasn't even social media. It was actually me. (laughs) And so all of these 12 things that I'm going through on this podcast, I have struggled with all of them. And it wasn't until really further down the line that I realized how much they were holding me back. So often I think we can blame externals like the algorithm and social media and clients and things like that. But often we hold the answer, um, but we're just not maybe taking the time to sit and, you know, reflect and, and really, really explore some things that are holding us back. So I'm just hoping that this resonates with even one personal trainer out there who takes a golden nugget from this and from me from learning the hard way and, you know, starts working on making small changes with compassion to make a a dent in your business and a positive change in your business. So let's get stuck in. Um, how, How I came about covering this is my mentor pointed out to me you know, when I first went online, that when I got hung up on small stuff, I had no perspective or mental energy to deal with the big stuff. So to me, it could have been a catastrophe, you know, that maybe I went to do a post and I somehow deleted it, or I couldn't log into my Gmail because I forgot the password or whatever. And it just gave me no perspective to deal with the bigger, more high leverage stuff, like, you know, getting clients on sales calls and creating content and things like that. So before I start, I just want you to know as well that that even now, you know, in 2022, 20 years as a PT and having shifted online and, and then into a business coaching for PTs is not everything goes well in my business all the time. I've days when I just I don't want to do anything. I've got days where I don't hit any of my goals. And sometimes we drop the ball, or we miss things. And that costs us money and it costs us time. Sometimes technologies and mind melt. Social media gets confusing. It happens. There's always going to be obstacles and problems. It's literally what being in business is about. And so I just want you to take enough massive, messy action to earn yourself like new problems, better problems than these. Problems like, God, how am I going to manage all these clients, you know, um, through growth? So we want to ignore those likes, we want to ignore follow counts, or who unsubscribed or unfollowed you, or who's thinking what about you or judging. Um, Because small is fabulous, you know, and everything I've done so far really has been on a small scale, but I've still managed to make a massive impact. So here is my top 12 things that that really, really held me back and just slowed down my growth. So number one was self-doubt. So I was always doubting myself. I was always doubting my capabilities. And what really helped with my self-doubt actually was kettlebell sports 
um, competing because often I'd convince myself that I couldn't lift the 24 kilo at professional level or all the levels I went up and that self-doubt got annihilated when you know I came first over and over again in various countries and so it's little ways of working on that self-doubt and working on trusting ourselves by proving to ourselves that actually we don't need to keep doubting ourselves because the sky is the limit on what we can do. The second one was probably just one of the biggest ones for me and it's like I was a people pleaser and so I think all personal trainers are nearly former people pleasers and and you know if if we're always trying to please people then often we'll just come at the bottom of the list and that includes clients and then what what happens is like me I started to resent my clients so I would bend over backwards and say yeah no problem I'll do a Saturday of a bank holiday weekend or I'll do 8 p.m on a Friday night or whatever it was or you can pay late no problem or you're late no problem and this this people pleasing really 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 got in the way of my growth so it's something to look at in a non-judgmental way and it's something to just work on and see you know is that happening with my clients am I people pleasing is that something I actually want to do and it's looking at getting rid of any guilt of us feeling like we're a bad person just because we're not actually pleasing x y and z client and so that was a big one for me was oh I'm going to be letting them down you know they're not going to be pleased that I've raised my prices or that I can't do that day or that time or that I'm charging the cancellation fee um but it was a game changer for me when I started just you know really trying to set my boundaries um that people pleasing shifted and actually I got better results because I wasn't just constantly trying to please everyone and that can also include friends and family obviously as well third thing is insecurities and I know we've all got insecurities we're human beings but it's it's looking at recognizing when they come up. So again, back to number one, it's looking at going, you know, is that self-doubt playing a part in what you charge? Are you doubting? No, nobody would pay me that. Um, and then and then really journaling on that and that limiting belief and looking at trying to write out a more empowered statement that could be something like, you know, I have every faith in myself. I have zero doubts that I can do this to reinforce that. And then looking at the people pleasing and just noticing it when it comes up and not trying to, you know, change it overnight, but just taking note and going, oh, I noticed I didn't want to work on that Friday night, but I said yes, so I'm going to change that. And then with the insecurities, it's, you know, I liked myself, I, I, I really like to just brave them in the face and go, okay, come at me then. Come at me, imposter syndrome, you know, tell me what it is you think I'm not good at. And for me, it was a lot of insecurities showing up online without, you know, my hair looking messy and or tired and all of those things. And so I had to tackle each insecurity and, you know, new level, new devil. Like the more we, we keep working our way up, the more some different insecurities are going to come. But we need to recognize them and tackle them. Otherwise, they're going to uh, really eat into our businesses. Number four, probably everyone can relate to this is perfectionism. And this is a really big one with a lot of personal trainers, especially as they think that they've got to look perfect, like especially the female personal trainer that thinks she's got to have a six pack and, you know, looking great and a fabulous lifestyle and all of this. And it's just rubbish because all your clients care about is whether you can help them or not, you know. And so with the perfectionism, it can eat into our business where we don't launch maybe 
a program because we haven't perfected it behind the scenes yet or we haven't perfected the sales page or some logo or some shit like that. So it's really, really trying to look at the perfectionism and tackle it and recognize it and take messy action. And it's really how I get such success with my clients is because there's no time for perfectionism because I'm giving them templates. So it's done. And I'm like, right, we've got a week to do this. And then they've got to put it out there. But for me personally, perfectionism held me back from publishing content, from sending an email, from messaging a client back and saying, hey, just wondering if you still need help, you know, because I felt like I was way less than perfect. And so that is something that really, really needs to be approached with love and compassion to go, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to take messy action. Number five is indecision. And this really holds back a lot of fit pros where they're going, you know, should I focus on Facebook or Instagram? Uh, should I go for this software or that software or trainerize or this? And it's like, just, you know, make a decision because there is no wrong decision, really. It's, you know, you can change it again and you can, you can change that decision. But indecision is again coming from a lack place, a scarcity place, um, an insecurity. And so, you know, what I would do is just really practice just making a choice and going for it. So for example, Facebook or Instagram will, will where are your clients, where are your people the warmest? So if it's like, no, I get way more interaction on Facebook, then just make the decision to commit to Facebook for whatever amount of time. Uh, or if it's choosing a logo or fonts or this and that, it's it's just way better to keep momentum going by making a decision, a firm decision. But if we're on shaky ground and we feel that maybe we're going to miss out and make the wrong decision and mess things up, then it's going to be harder for us to gather momentum. So a lot of decisions I made were, you know, yes, based on what I might have worked through with my mentor, um, but also they were just gut feeling. It was like, okay, this is my gut feeling. Sometimes my gut feeling was wrong and that's cool too. Um, but I still made decisions because I, I have to make decisions every day about loads of different things in my business. And so instead of running and hiding and avoiding them, I would face them on and decide. So number six is comparing. And, you know, what with the way that social media is nowadays, it really takes a lot of conscientious social media showing up to not compare because it's everywhere. It's, you know, comparing personal trainers, comparing their wins, how many clients they have, how many followers they have, what results that they're getting, all of that stuff. And so what I did to deal with my comparison syndrome when I was like comparing especially other business coaches when I got into this I was like oh my god look at them was I just kept journaling about what I was grateful for that I have and what qualities that I have and you know nobody wants a clone so we don't want to be like everyone else either and it's about embracing our own weirdness our own quirks our own values our own um, qualities and looking at those and Comparison is literally the thief of joy. So it's about, you know, unfollowing. If you've got people on social media that every time that you look at a post or see a story that you feel a pull and you it just somehow makes you feel bad, unfollow, unfriend, so that you don't have that temptation to binge on their content and compare. Number seven is a biggie too. It's paralysis by analysis. And I remember when I first went online, I was sitting on the sofa in France and I was frozen. I, I wasn't cold. I was frozen to the spot and I couldn't take an action because I 
have been analysing and looking at things like click funnels and membership sites and all of this. And I was broke and I just got I just got paralysed with fear. I, I was just I was analysing all the pros, all the cons, what it could do, what it couldn't, how I'd set it up. And as a result, I, I remember just sitting there staring into space for what seemed like a very long time and what seemed to be a long day. And it was paralysis by analysis. And so, you know, to pull myself out of that, I had to, again, make a decision and I had to stop analysing and researching. There comes a stage where you need to stop looking at what everyone else is doing and have faith in what you're doing. And so I stopped actually analysing and, you know, I was spending so long going to different personal trainers, websites and social media sites and what were they doing and and copying and pasting stuff to take notes later. And, you know, it just paralysed me with fear. So to get into action mode, I had to just remind myself and journal and meditate and visualise and do affirmations about how I know what path I'm on and I know what I'm doing and that I can build it as I go. So paralysis by analysis is to recognise, and same with comparing, recognise when you're comparing, recognise when when you're um, analysing and then doing nothing. And, you know, I love Mel Robbins, that life coach, where it's like five, four, three, two, one, action. And that's what I tried to do. Even if it was messy, I would hit send or post or whatever it was. And boom, there is some messy action done. So number eight could be a whole podcast on its own. And I have done a podcast on its own about imposter syndrome. And so the, the kind of ways imposter syndromes show up is as if, you know, we are actually a fraud and that nobody else really realizes it and hasn't twigged it yet. But eventually somewhere and somehow someone's going to burst into our life and say, you are a fraud. You don't belong here. You're an imposter, literally. And it often comes in coaches who really, really care about their client results. And so if you, you know, are struggling like that, then first of all, it's a good sign because it really shows that you care, that you're not just like, yeah, you know, I've got everything down pat. Um, But there also comes a time where we need to get it to shut the hell up. And so what I do is I give it a name. I'm like, oh, it's Sally. Her name is Sally. She's imposter syndrome. She sits on my right shoulder and she starts to tell me that I'm shit and that I don't belong here and that, you know, who do I think I am? And, you know, like perfectionism and overwhelm and all these things kick in. And so I've educated myself on it, obviously, by listening to podcasts, by reading books, by learning about it and getting to know myself better so that when it comes in, I'll go, Sally, (laughs) imposter syndrome, Sally, I see you here and I see what you're trying to do as I'm trying to launch my program, which is generally when it'll come up, when the stakes are higher. And I'll say, but you know, I I want you to fuck off now with love. <laughs> and I will try to just not let that voice be so loud and not let it, you know, come in as often and as frequently as well. Number nine is taking things personally. And as an empath, I really used to take things personally. So if I had clients um, in a kettlebell class and three of them didn't renew for the next month, I would take that personally. If a client was like, yeah, I'm finished those sessions and thanks, bye, I'd take that personally. If I got a negative comment online, I'd take that personally. And the thing is, is none of these, except for the clients, the people who are commenting or, you know, whatever, giving advice is they're never going to be my client. So I don't need to take it personally. And we're never, ever going to please everyone. You know, we're, we're going to be of our own flavor. So I've, I've really stopped uh, letting people 
to steal my energy really by taking things personally. So remember that whatever people say about us or or whatever is a reflection of them and where they're at. Number 10 is catastrophizing small setbacks. And it's something I did for a long, long while. Um, drama queen. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, uh, let me think of one, you know, like, uh, I can't log into my account or the screen is frozen or that client is cancelled. And I would really catastrophize it because really I was using it as a way to stop me doing the real high leverage work, like reaching out to clients, sending messages, putting out content. So instead I'd catastrophize stuff so that I could bide myself more time to focus on the things that matters. So, you know, what we want to do is really look at the problem at hand and go, is this a catastrophe or is it just a really small setback, just a little fall? Is it going to matter in five months time, five days time, or even five, five hours time? Last one, number 12, is obsessing. Sorry, it's not actually. Number 11 is focusing on metrics that don't matter. So I used to just sit like watching a, a kettle boiling um, on a post I just did when I started online as a PT and be like, oh my God, where's the comments? Where's the likes? Um, you know, I check how many people were viewing my stories, um, how many website views I had. And they really didn't matter. Like it didn't matter. What matters is your message. What matters is your consistency. What matters is that you are giving a direct message to your avatar clients. And so, you know, if you're focusing on how many follows you are, you have how many friends, how many likes, how many story views, I'd really shift away from that. And I'd start to get really grateful for even like three followers, two likes, um, because that's two human beings. And really just focus on metrics that do matter, which could be a monthly review on Instagram to look at, you know, where you got your followers, from what hashtags, it could be on Facebook insights once a month. And the last one is obsessing over every like and follower. So again, similar enough to metrics, but it's more, you know, like, oh God, they unfollowed me, or I've taken it personally, or they unsubscribed from my email and really obsessing over that. And I used to do that. And what piece I was missing was having a deeper inner faith that actually you know, whether it's God or the higher self or whatever is out there has also like laid out a path for me in my business that's got nothing to do with those people that are liking on my stuff. And so I kept that faith and I just kind of stopped checking really about who's followed me, unfollowed me, unsubscribed. And I, I just said, you know, I am, I am reach seeking out personal trainers who are a kind of aligned match with me and they will find me. Um, and they do. So I would kind of look at employing that type of an outlook is, you know, the people that are meant to find me with find me. And I don't mean that all woo woo um, without taking obviously action, because that's the word attraction has got the word action in it. So, you know, it's it's just it's trying to stop in that obsessive thinking because it's again biding and wasting time that could be spent on you doing high leverage things like helping people and having conversations on social media or in person and that type of stuff. So they're the 12, which are self-doubt, people-pleasing, insecurities, perfectionism, indecision, comparing, paralysis by analysis, imposter syndrome, taking things personally, catastrophizing small setbacks, focusing on metrics that don't matter, and obsessing over every like and follower. And these are the type of things that I help my one-to-one -one clients with in my, my programs, um, is working through these, and I can often see the blind spots that my client can't and then it helps to collapse time and it helps them to get there way quicker because they're not spending years and years 
working through this. So remember that small is fabulous. Ignore likes or follower counts or who's subscribed or unfollowed and who's thinking about what or judging you. You've got big dreams and you can't reach them as a personal trainer if you take every single small obstacle personally as I did or if you react to small inconveniences as massive ones. So keep going because your success is inevitable. It's just a matter of time. Reach out to me on social media, DM me if you've got any comments about this podcast, or I'd love it if you left me a review if you found it helpful or you shared it and tagged me with another personal trainer. Have a great day. Congratulations on strengthening and improving another muscle in your body, and that is your mindset. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you would share it with another fit pro on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram, or give it a ratings on iTunes. See you next time.